Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast. I'm your host, Elena Fox. Hey guys, I hope you're doing really well in this moment in time. And now whenever and wherever you happen to be in this enormous, elegant, eclectic, ever-expanding universe... I hope that you are aware or at least can adopt the awareness that you are enough. You don't have to have a fancy degree. You don't have to drive a fancy car. If you do drive a fancy car, you don't need to drive a fancier car. You don't have to live in a mansion. You don't have to be a millionaire. You don't have to have graduated from high school. You don't have to be famous, although it's okay if you are. You don't have to be finished with some random task you wanted to be finished with already. You're enough the way you are. You might consider yourself an unfinished uh, work in progress. We're all whips, work in progresses. (laughs) I'm a whip. You're a whip. (laughs) We're all whips. If we were perfect, we probably wouldn't live here anymore. But the secret to that is we honestly are perfect. We just don't accept that about ourselves yet. You are enough. You are enough right now where you stand, where you live, whether you're in love or single, you're enough. You don't have to do anything to be enough. You don't have to be thinner You don't have to be younger. You don't have to be healthier to be enough. You don't have to live in a better zip code. You don't have to be more well-read. You don't have to read more books by famous authors to be enough. You don't need to um, have a perfect voice, (laughs) I say as I clear my throat. (laughs) You don't have to have perfect clothes to be enough. 
You don't have to have a perfect waistline or bust line or something else that gets measured. (laughs) You don't have to have whatever number is in your head that's perfect. Because everything is created by a perfect being. The Supreme, the Most High, the Prime Creator created you and loves you the way that you are. Now, it's okay for you to want to improve so that you can live up to an egotistical standard that's stuck in your head. There's nothing wrong with that because we all have that. But for you to believe anything about yourself that perpetuates a myth that you are not enough where you stand, where you live, where you love, who you love, how you breathe, (laughs) where you breathe, (laughs) you know, like you don't have to exercise more to be enough. You don't have to eat less or eat more to be enough. You're going to be okay. Everything is going to be okay no matter what. You don't have to be a better person to be enough, but it's a nice goal. It's okay to have goals. You're enough. (laughs) You are enough. I mean, let that sink in. Say it out loud with me. I am enough. Say it again. I am enough. Maybe a third time, just for good measure. I am enough. How did that hit? How'd that, how'd that go through you? Do you feel okay? Do you feel better? Do you feel like maybe you are enough? (laughs) I mean... In my lifetime, I have had so many negative conversations in my head about myself in which I didn't feel like I was good enough. And only recently have I addressed some of those most pervasive thoughts. Most of them I've gotten rid of. Like most of them I'm like, okay. I'm actually okay if I don't get my PhD. Although I still want it, of course. And my master's, of course. I have a doctorate in, you know, Doctor of Divinity, which is like an extreme ordained minister. (laughs) It's like a minister squared or something. I don't know. It's like a little bit more. But I still want my PhD in transpersonal psychology. I still want my master's degree in expressive arts therapy. I haven't been able to do it as a single mom of two kids. You know, traveling and trying to keep their minds off of their father who died. Mostly because they hated him and were angry at him, not because they missed him and loved him and wished he was back. Because the way he treated him at the end, they never really quite could forgive him, even though... Oh, I tried to get them to go there, forgive him, just let him go, forgive him. Not for him, not because he deserves it, but because you need to do so for you, right? 
You know, I mean, I just couldn't finish, you know, so I, you know, it was like a part of me like, oh man. And I started thinking about today. I'm like, you know what? I have a feeling that my, my twin flame either dropped out of high school or only has a high school diploma, right? And it doesn't matter because most of the, the most wealthy people in the whole wide world actually dropped out of high school. That's where I went wrong. I went to college. So of course I'm going to be broke, right? (laughs) If you want to look at the statistical side of things, (laughs) I told my kids, I mean, you know, go to, go to university at, you know, at, at your own peril or, you know, or with caution, I, I encourage an education, but I'm also going to tell you something that most entrepreneurs I've met dropped out of high school. So mm, I wouldn't worry too, too, too terribly about the fact that you don't have that high school diploma, but of course they went to California and my daughter earned her general education diploma. So she's got that and now she's going to go to college and I'm glad. And so is my, um, my son, he's in the middle of the GED. He's really pissed off about it. He's like, this information is, he's like, I knew this stuff when I was eight. So why is this high school? How is this high school? I'm like, see, I mean, you thought all along I wasn't educating you, but literally I was secretly educating them because they're both so rebellious, but my, my youngest more so. I mean, we get in shouting matches. I don't want to be an uneducated idiot. And then he'd go and watch documentaries. <laughs> like some of the same documentaries I, I watched in high school, literally. <laughs> you know, it's just, you know, I encourage them, but I'd be like, hey, check this out. Oh my gosh, look at this. Oh, this is an interesting scientific video. Let's look at this. <laughs> I was I was educating them secretly. They didn't even know. But my grandma and my grandpa, God bless them, God rest their souls, and I have nothing but the utmost respect for both of them. And they didn't get past eighth grade. You know, my grandma, um, I don't think she went past sixth grade, to be honest, as far as formal education. She was really proud of me when I got my bachelor's degree in psychology. But, um... I mean, I would still call her up and ask her what certain words mean because she was self-taught, you know, and intelligence has nothing to do with having a high school diploma. Um, and education honestly has nothing to do with being in the American education system, which I'm going to admit is not all that, you know, at least not in, you know, at the university level, it is, it it was hard work getting through school, but I mean, and I went to a really good high school to be honest, but I mean, I was not impressed with what I saw in public schools in California, not by a long shot. I mean, my kids were coming home from like kindergarten going, so, uh, they're teaching us colors and numbers and the alphabet and they would be like super sarcastic and I'd be like yeah that's what kindergarten is actually my first child did not go to kindergarten she was homeschooled she did not want to leave me my son couldn't wait (laughs) couldn't wait to get to school 
He was so excited to see other kids and play the playground and go to kindergarten. And thank God his, his kindergarten teacher was, she was an amazing woman. Um, he had a couple teachers I just could not stand, but he had a couple really good teachers though. Anyway, he, he was like, so I already know this stuff and I feel like I'm wasting my time. That's what he said in kindergarten. I'm like, yeah, I know. I, I taught you this stuff when you were like three. So you're over prepared. <laughs> you know, it's just, I've always homeschooled my kids. As soon as my first one could sit up, she was six months old and sitting up and I'm like, okay, so here's the deal. (laughs) I said to my husband, I'm like, we're going to homeschool the kids. Even if they're in school, we're going to also educate them. And, um, even my husband, he barely made it. I don't even know. He might've been a high school dropout or a flunk out. I think he might've been a flunk out. I mean, I think he might've graduated, but if he did, it was like by barely, you know, like he got a D minus he eked out by like half a point or something. Like he did not have a good, great GPA, you know, could roll a joint though. (laughs) Boy, could he smoke weed? <laughs> oh, he told me that the story of his high school was at lunchtime, these uh, random guys, these older men would come by with these massive brown bags, like uh, shopping bags. Uh, do you guys remember brown paper shopping bags? The really big ones? Well, he would um, go across the street with his friends and... and they would have uh, two or three huge shopping bags filled with weed that they gave to the high school kids for free daily. So like everyone in his high school smoked like two or three shopping bags full of weed every stinking day. <laughs> he says he doesn't remember half of his, you know, any class that took place after lunch, no memory <laughs> except for a couple times in which he hallucinated in class, <laughs> you know, so I don't, you know, but it didn't prevent me from loving him because he was enough. He was self-educated, self-taught, well-read, extremely well-read, really intelligent. Intelligence and education have nothing to do with actually having a degree or being in school, you know, and for me, he was enough. He was, he was, um, really fun. And I think, you know, looking back, he displayed a lot of behaviors of being a narcissist, but I mean, at the end for sure, but he had brain cancer at the end, but for the greater majority of our time together, he had a lot of love and a lot of compassion and it didn't feel like he was faking it, you know, especially when I would run into people in the community and they would say, your husband is bragging about being married to you again today. And then they would get tears in their eyes and they would say, boy, I hope to God I find a love like that someday. And I'm like, wow, (laughs) that's awesome. You know, and they would say, well, all the other people I meet are complaining about their spouses. And he's someone who doesn't do that like ever. Like, wow, there's plenty to complain about. Not plenty, a few things. Hardly worth mentioning, though. I mean, 
you know, like, yeah, okay. All right. I get that. You know, know, we were, we were together 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and he didn't complain about me, you know? So I don't know if he really truly was a narcissist or he just displayed a few of those things in the beginning and at the end, which was weird. He never did the ghosting of me thing. He wanted to be with me 24 seven. It was like, you know, he was my ultimate soulmate, but, um, but I wouldn't say, you know, like on paper, he didn't look perfect. He wasn't wealthy. He had a little bit of money coming in. He was being retired because he was disabled, you know, so that's not perfect, but he was enough, right? You know, it didn't prevent me. He was older, quite a bit older. He's like 12 years older than me wrinkled, you know, older, no hair, bald, but you know what? He was enough for me. He was enough. It was more than enough. He, he was intellectually stimulating. He was sexy. Other women were always flocking to him. It was weird. Women always loved him. (laughs) And he'd be like, what's wrong with this person? Why is she touching my chest? It's like, you're a sexy dude. You really are. He had that charisma thing going. That's for damn sure. You know, my kids got that. They inherited it from both of us. Thank you very much. (laughs) You know, but, um, you know, when I looked back at all the guys that I've dated, I don't, there was only one guy. Actually, my first boyfriend was the only one that came prepackaged with a degree. (laughs) He actually had two bachelor's degrees because he took enough classes in university that he was able to, um, graduate with two degrees. He got one in sociology and one in psychology. I thought that was interesting. And, um, he was the only, I think he might be the only person I ever dated my whole life. And that, um, that was only when I was 18 and I met him in, in university through university friends, of course. But, um, other than that, I have never ever said, well, you don't have degrees. So sorry. You know, like if you're meant to be with the love of your life, that, that person is not going to judge you based on your belt needing a couple extra notches, (laughs) you know, or your lack of a degree or your lack of money or your lack of refinement or your lack of uh, nice clothes that's easy to fix. You know, they're not going to go, well, shit. I wish uh, she didn't dye her hair blue. So you know what? That's out. Sorry. No punk rockers in my life. You know, like that's just, that shit's just not going to happen. It's just not going to happen because you are enough where you stand, where you live, who you are. Your friends don't, you know, if you have friends that judge you or think that you should change, they're probably narcissists and you should change your friends. You don't need to change your pants, change your friends. (laughs) Love your jeans. (laughs) Yeah. Like I was thinking about it, like, and, and I heard someone say something Not this part of it so much, but she said that there's no reason for you to believe that you should have already been done fixing yourself in a certain area by now, (laughs) you know, because there's no time frame. There's no time limit 
on fixing your life or fixing yourself or healing yourself. That's the ego talking, you know, like there's certain things like I know when I run out of money, I need to have more money coming in by the time that happens. And I'm coming up on really quick. (laughs) I've got like five weeks before I probably will be homeless. So I'm, (laughs) I'm like, uh, shit, you know, just, I better, I better do something. And I am, I'm working, working pretty hard to fix this. You guys have no idea. Maybe you do. I, I was looking through my computer and I thought, woo, I'm done. I'm almost done. And then I realized, oh God, here's another place where I have 630 files that I have to one by one go through and click on and put into this hard drive, external hard drive. And then I found another file that's even more than 630 files. Again, I'm like, oh my God. I think I found a shortcut. I think I did okay. I could just, you know, click on one file above it and then, you know, get 600 files moved over at once. But I also found out that because I have ADHD that uh, most of my files have been downloaded two or three or four times, like every stinking file, because I'm have ADHD and I, I didn't see it go. So I might as well download it again, just in case. Cause maybe it didn't, I don't think it went, I didn't see anything. And, and then I forgot where to look. So I just want to make sure. And I've taken a lot of classes. I've got a, a lot of certifications. I've gotten a lot of programs that, you know, it was for self-improvement, right? So for example, it'll say like, um, you know, uh, signs of gain rich video one, signs of gain rich video two, right? But it'll say signs of get, gain rich video one, and then video one, one in a parenthesis, meaning this is a copy, and then two in parenthesis. It's like, oh shit. So I've been I've been eliminating tons of files today that were duplicates. It's like, oh my god. But I have a feeling I'll finish this tonight or tomorrow. And then we'll, you know, it's fine. Then I'll be enough. I'll, it'll be enough. It, this will be enough. And then I have to factory reset my computer 100%. And then I can do my Udemy class on anxiety and the 15 things in our lives that cause anxiety. Basically. Because... When you go to a therapist, they, you know, how are you doing? You go, well, I have anxiety. And they go, why? And you're like, uh, I don't know. And then that question gives you anxiety. So even when you try to fix it, you don't really get fixed. They don't really tell you the 15 potential areas. They're hidden. They're hidden areas, right? You have anxiety and you don't know why you have anxiety. Shit. How the hell am I feeling this anxiety right now? Uh, you go to a therapist and like, you tell me. And it's like, I can't. If I knew, <laughs> if you know the cause of your anxiety, you wouldn't have it, right? Because you'd be, no one wants this voluntarily. Nobody wakes up and goes, I feel great, damn it. Oh, where's my anxiety? 
Oh, anxiety, come here. Anxiety. <laughs> Can you imagine naming a dog anxiety? Here, boy. Anxiety, come here. <laughs> oh, God. So, anyway, my Udemy class, I'm just, I'm throwing it out there. This is the pre-launch phase where I'm telling you guys about it. Um, you'll get 75% off of the class if you go through my code, which I will eventually put on Instagram and if, which I don't have yet, but when I have it, I'll let you guys know immediately. But if, um, you are already a member of Udemy and you're already taking classes, they might have a better discount. Um, they offer like 90% off. So, you know, if you're already on there, you'll probably get it for, you know, less money than what I can offer it to you as. But um, if you suffer or someone you know suffers from anxiety, it's going to be a good, it's going to be a good, it's going to be a good insight. You know, it's just, I have 15 things that, I mean, I fell asleep or started to fall asleep one night and Prime Creator said, you need to do a class on anxiety and here are all the ways. And it was like really late at night. I was really tired. I was like, Oh my God. And he was like, get up and write them down. Okay. Damn it. All right. I'm getting it. I'm getting up. And he, and he told me all these and I just, and he gave me like half of them. I fell asleep. I woke up in the morning. He goes, okay, get up and write the rest of these down. I'm like, Whoa, I wrote all these things so quick. I'm like, no way, no way. I've never heard of these before. Not to say that no one else has ever come up with any of these before, because they seem obvious to me, but um, I didn't read an article. I didn't, you know, research where do, where does anxiety come from? But Prime Creator himself said, you got to do a class on this. So I've, I've done handouts. I still have to write the quizzes, you know, to make it, it's, it's going to be a proper class. So if you guys are interested, um, just keep your eyes and ears peeled. (laughs) I was excited today to think that I was going to get on my Instagram and I had a feeling that several of you wrote me. And so my Instagram program on my tablet basically it just wouldn't open. It just refused to open. Sorry, the app is not responding. Do you want us to send feedback or close the app? Right. I got asked that question like 20 times in a row. And I was like, you know, right after last night, I think some of the last words I said, on my episode was, by the way, the best way to get in touch with me <laughs> is through Instagram and I'm mermaidgirl888. And now today I can't open the Instagram. I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God, with Mercury retrograde or, you know, Mercury retrograde shadow period, even though Mercury is already direct, it's like, oh my God. Saturday will be the end of the shadow period, which is tomorrow. So we're like one day from it. <laughs> you see how it's still affecting me. It's like the only way you could communicate with people. And now it's shutting down. It's like, mm, there it is. 
That's okay. I got to work. I shut off my tablet, turned back on, and it worked fine. Thank you, God. Just knock on wood that that will continue to work. But, um, yeah, I just wanted you guys to know, you know, no matter what, no matter, like, whatever your ego is making you think about constantly, you know, to me, most of these constant and repetitive thoughts, it's just, and then you debate it in your head, like, well, if only if I, you know, ate two meals a day instead of three, or, you know, or if I exercised all this extra, or maybe, um, you know, there's this face cream or, you know, or whatever the hell. And, and I mean, I'm guilty of it, you know, like as far as, but now I don't worry about it anymore. I think the problem with the, all this, I call it mental masturbation. You know, it's, it's just, you're going back and forth, going back and forth and nothing's being accomplished. You know, your brain is massaging itself, you know, it's rubbing itself inappropriately is what it's doing. Um, it really is because it's like, you know, um, I wish I sent her, Oh, look at that. Oh, I don't like that. Oh, <laughs> and it's just, it doesn't make you feel good. It makes you feel like shit. And it makes you feel like you're not good enough. You're not enough. And you are. Do you know that I've met very wealthy men who don't feel good enough? And I've met really poor men who think that they'd only be good enough if they had enough money. <laughs> and you know what's really funny about that? Feeling inadequate. Um, and it doesn't even come from things like penis size or bank, you know, wallet size or education. It comes from other shit from your childhood, right? Like inadequate feeling, whether you're a man or a woman, you know, or, you know, or whatever, you know, um, you know, binary or trans fluid, not trans fluid, transgender fluid. Um, I, you know, no matter what, where you're at gender wise, cause this is not a gender specific issue, feeling that you're not good enough feelings of inadequacy that just comes from usually uh, not having both parents at home or not having parents that pay attention to you um, not being able to please your parents because your parents are assholes you know like if maybe your parents are narcissists or they're absent or they're emotionally absent they're physically there but not able to connect and sometimes your parents are unable to connect with you because they're, um, they're mourning a loss that they can't get over. They can't get through. So they get stuck emotionally. You know, it, it doesn't have to be that they're just straight up assholes. I mean, that's sometimes the case, but not always, you know, and maybe they don't feel adequate enough either. And if your parents criticize you a lot, you know, um, that will make you feel inadequate. Like you feel, oh, I love you, mom. You know, that should be enough for them, but it's not because their love language is different than your love language. So, you know, you think just having a, a sweet, fresh faced child saying, I love you, mom, is going to fulfill your mother's needs. But when she feels like she's nothing without a man, because that's the way she was raised, 
you know, and if she's single or divorced, especially divorced, that's the worst, especially if her husband cheated on her or there's something going on like that, you know, and, in those feelings of inadequacy that your parents feel cause they haven't healed and then they have kids and then they force this inadequacy bullshit feelings on you and they don't mean to, they're, they're never, your parents don't sinisterly sit in the basement going, I can't wait to make him feel inadequate. (laughs) Nobody does that. You know, we all do our best as parents to make our kids feel the best that we possibly can, even while we're going through our own shit. And you know what? Many, many, many times we fucking fail and there's nothing we can do about it. Cause if you fail, you fucking fail. That's it big stamp of an F on your head. There's nothing else you can do. It's like, Oh, well I fucking failed, you know, and it's the children's, uh, duty to themselves to grow up and fix it for themselves. Usually they don't. And then they have kids and then they make their kids feel inadequate (laughs) and it becomes a, a, a vicious, uh, cycle. And it's just fucking horrible, but there's nothing that can be done until you do something about it, you know? So if all, all these ideas and feelings of you feeling like, I'm not enough. I don't know. I don't feel good enough. Search deeper than I have too many moles in my body. Shit. Got a plasma them all off. (laughs) And by the way, you guys, that thing fucking works. Oh my God. I'm so pleased with it. There's only a couple of moles I have to go over again, but they're all gone. It's like, my skin isn't like totally clear because I got freckles, but I love my freckles. I don't need to plasma them off. They're cute. But, (laughs) but like these weird little hard red moles that I got out of fucking nowhere in the past couple years. I'm like, what the fuck is that? I think it has something to do with being out in the sun in South America. You know, it's like the sun is stronger here, but I just plasm plasmaed them all off and they're gone. I'm like, well, that was quite nice. They're gone. That's cool. I mean, I thought I'd be doing this, you know, 30 hours a week for weeks. But, you know, I was obviously exaggerating. I still got a few to do. I've got a few more uh, rounds to go. (laughs) You know, but the, the moles, some of the moles that were really bothering me are just, they're gone or at least they're half the size. But I didn't. You know, I didn't really sit and think about it constantly. Thank God. It wasn't one of those not good enough bullshit things. Um, But I do have uh, that with uh, money. Like, what the hell? Like, I don't, you know. I probably have a lot more money than I think I do. And I know I have some in an account other than my bank. So I'm going to be okay for the next two months. But... You know, it's not like I have six years worth of money stocked away that I'm not, you know, like if I sell my house in Detroit, maybe I will, you know, have six years worth of money or something. But, um, but I'm going to do this, you know, Udemy class and hopefully everything will work out with that and we'll be good. But, um, but I think about all the different things like what are the ways in which I, and so I want you guys to do this, write down what are the ways in which I think I'm not good enough. And I want you to notice that you're a whip, (laughs) you know, a work in progress and you're going to 
eventually be what you want to be. So there's no use in being sad about it, being depressed about it, being angry about it, feeling anxiety over it, feeling inadequate over it. It's like, okay, you know, I think I don't like my hair color. Well, you know, hair dye is cheap. It's like, what, eight bucks? It's eight bucks in an afternoon. You can do it, really. There's nothing wrong with dyeing your hair. People dye their hair all the time. Dye it hot pink. Dye it black. Dye it blonde. It doesn't matter. I mean, you know. St. Patty's Day is around the corner. Dye it green. (laughs) Erin Grobra! (laughs) You know, like, you know, so write all the ways in which you think that you're not good enough, you know, the things that bug you and the things that you bug yourself about constantly. You might want to write them on a piece of toilet paper, just flush it down, flush those emotions of it away. Like you don't need the constant nagging bullshit. I mean... Most of you living are, are, I mean, most of you listening to me are not living with your mom, right? You don't need someone nagging on you if your mom nagged on you or your dad, if your dad nagged on you, you don't need it. Stop nagging on yourself. Love yourself. Know you are enough and know that all those things that bother you about yourself, like we all have things, right? And if you feel inadequate and you don't don't think you're enough and you're blaming it on your moles or your hair or your waistline or your bank account or your education or the lack of love in your life right now, you know, like I, most of my friends died, right? So there's days that I have the audacity to say, I'm obviously not good enough because I don't have friends coming over all the time in my life during a global pandemic, I will still <laughs> like mentally bullshit myself, like with this horrible evil story. It's not true. I mean, my best friends, my really close, good, good, good friends, they all died. I mean, I've had like 30 or something, 20 or 30 people die in the past 10 years. <laughs> Like all of the key players in my life, the people that I could turn to, you know, like my friend Dale, God rest his soul. Like I could have called him at three, four in the morning. Dale, I got to I got to talk. I don't feel good. And, and within 10 minutes, I felt great. He always lifted me up and I would do the same thing for him. And I loved him with all my heart. You know, he was one of the sweetest people in the world, you know, and I miss Dale every day. You know, and Amber, God, I was friends with her since I was 19 years old. And, and she just died last year. I think it was two years ago now, actually. Yeah, it was like, like in August, right before my birthday, she died. If you guys ever get lung cancer, don't have them remove a lung because you'll, you'll be dead within a year. It's hard to live without oxygen. She was a smoker and she lost a lung and then she... You know, I'm like, oh my God, why the hell did she not like just say, I have cancer, like in the beginning. And I could have said, I have the cure. (laughs) I have a cure. Let's see if it works. It's super easy and it's very tasty. You know, and if you guys need it, let me know because it, it is, it's like, it's just this juice, but noni powder, 
mixed with beet, carrot, and orange, or beet, carrot, and pineapple. And you could always throw apples in because that's makes it taste even sweeter. It's good. It's good juice. I make it quite often. I've been making a lot lately for myself. It's a good pick-me-up. Even if you're not sick, even if you don't have cancer, it's actually really, really good for you. Cleanses your blood, purifies your body. It's a good detox. And you don't have, I mean, you can still eat, you know, you don't have to just be like, I'm on a juice fast. You know, you don't have to fast. Eat food, but, you know, drink the juice with the food. It's good. It's really healthy for you. But, um, yeah, I've been thinking about this whole thing about not being good enough because I feel like, you know, I'm not good enough and that's why my twin flame isn't with me yet. There's something I need to heal. Then I realize he's got things he's got to heal. And then I realize, oh shit, if I'm feeling unworthy, he's feeling unworthy. If I'm feeling I'm not enough, he's feeling he's not enough. Well, fuck. (laughs) We're sharing a soul. So we're both going through the same freaking thing. Maybe he's addicted to drugs and I'm addicted to sugar. It's still an addiction. So now I got to heal the addiction, right? So, you know, maybe there's, um, you know, things going on, you know, I lost a friend. Maybe he lost a friend. Like maybe we have parallel stuff going on, you know? So anyway, I just wanted you guys to think about this inadequate, the inadequate feelings. And this seems to be so universal. Like everybody has something. So don't feel embarrassed or ashamed. You know, um, we're only as sick as our secrets, as they say. And everyone has this inadequacy bullshit. So let's just get rid of that. Because you are enough. <laughs> your soul, you're perfect. You're wonderful. You're beautiful. No matter what, you know. I used to think, you know, if I'm ugly, no one's going to love me. If I'm old, no one's going to love me. If I have wrinkles on my face, no one's going to love me. If I'm overweight, no one's going to love me. But then I see overweight people in love and married and happy all the time. Well, that was stupid of me to think that. Uh, and then I get down on myself for being stupid. Well, I'm not stupid. It's just that inadequate bullshit that your parents, you know, constantly like barrage you with. Why'd you do that? I don't know. Why did you do that? I don't know. And then you make it makes you feel stupid and inadequate. Did you have parents that asked you that all the time? Why'd you do that? Or why didn't you do that? What's wrong with you? (laughs) Those kinds of questions make your kids feel inadequate. My son told me a couple years ago that I always made him feel inadequate. And I was like, oh my God, I never wanted to. And then he explained why. It's because I asked those kinds of questions. I'm like, oh my God. It didn't even occur to me. No, because you aren't. I love you. Oh my God. And so we had to have a heart to heart, like a sit down. Like, oh my God, you're so amazing. And I told him all the ways in which I find him to be an amazing person. Hard as hell to live with though. I mean, we don't get along because we're not, we're not compatible, (laughs) but I love him with all my heart. I'm so proud of him. He's an amazing person. He's a feminist. He, He treats his last girlfriend. He treated her so well. I was like, oh my God, but he held her to a standard of excellence that he asked of himself, you know, like, and I'm like, that's a little bit harsh, but I see that. I I could see that. He's a Libra. He has to, everything has to be perfect and balanced. 
<laughs> but anyway, I want to get into the space weather news, guys, because I've got a lot of... I've been writing all week all the weird news that has come across my Google feed. It, it It's like I almost have enough to just do my own weird news, not from a specific website. Although I might, you know, supplement with a website too. I mean, these are all from websites, obviously, but um, I, I've just been coming across the weirdest stories. I can't wait to tell you guys. <laughs> Some of the stuff, I don't know if um, you have all heard this or not, but anyway, spaceweather.com, the first thing I'm going to tell you, (laughs) it's an angel number, oh my God, Uh, solar wind speed is 444, oh my God, that makes me feel so good, solar wind speed is 444.7 kilometers per second, 444, according to angel numbers, means thousands of angels are surrounding you of course it's true you have me an incarnate archangel speaking to you right now (laughs) so here i'm one out of the thousands right (laughs) actually many of you listening are archangels and many of you have come forward and said i think i'm an archangel and i ask god i find out holy crap you are an archangel and so, I mean, I've had like five or six or seven of you, I think, come forward just recently, just like in the past two months. So if you're listening to this and you're not an incarnate archangel, you actually are still surrounded by angels. You're in good company because you've got a bunch of archangels listening to the show with you right now. So I could testify to the fact that, yes, you are surrounded by angels and we all love you. So, yeah, solar wind speed is (laughs) 444.7 kilometers per second right now, which is pretty cool. Um, Also means that there's nothing flowing to our way right now because it's so slow. It's funny because when the solar wind hits us, all of a sudden the sun, like, pushes it our way so fast. Like, it almost, it doesn't quite double, but it's like time and a half. (laughs) You know, It's pretty cool how fast that starts to flow, right? When it starts to hit us. There are two sunspots that are in decay. So, of course, they pose little threat for strong solar flares right now. So, that was cool. You know, not a lot going on there. The Ulu Neutron counts coming out of Ulu, Finland, the university over there. Uh, They have noticed that there has been a big change in the past 48 hours, 1.1% higher than, you know, in the past 48 hours. So it's 9.6% of the space age average. That's the, uh, all of the, the, well, they measure neutrons, but it's basically cosmic radiation that's coming our way because we're not being hit by solar flares or solar winds that's when we get more cosmic radiation. It's just kind of a relational thing. So that's why that's happening. So we will be getting um, solar wind flowing to us tomorrow. Checking the date. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, tomorrow. By the time you hear this, it probably will already have been starting. So just, you know, watch out for extra... um, 
ascension symptoms and whatnot. There's a picture of Jupiter and Mercury in the sky. If you want to go to spaceweather.com and check out this cool picture. And here we go. Here's a lovely uh, twin flame number. (laughs) There were 11. (laughs) 11 sporadic fireballs over the United States captured by NASA's All Sky cameras and the All Sky Fireball Network. And that is your space weather news. So, all right. Um, Schumann residents coming out of Italy, disclosurenews.it. They had two numbers and they were pretty low. One was 17, one was 28. So, not in the fifth dimension, technically, but higher than the normal that was for, you know, God knows how long. 50 years that we've been measuring it, something like that. But anyway, um, it's always higher, you know, at heartmath.org. They do measure this from around the world, but it's not always. I mean, sometimes some of these cities are at zero for weeks and then they go suddenly go up to 600 or something, but it's not as dramatic as all that. And the, the closest we have till right now is a day and a half ago. So at the 2300 hour on Wednesday, March 3rd, in California, we had 43 hertz frequency. In Hafuf, Saudi Arabia, here we go, is another angel number, 66 hertz frequency. In Lithuania, 74 hertz frequency. And this is curious. In Northland, New Zealand, as well as Alberta, Canada, They were both at 69 hertz frequency. And something weird happened to me today. I was drinking my coffee and I went to pour it out. And the patterns that were on the side, which I usually take a picture of so you guys can practice. I think it's called stickomancy. Where you're reading tea leaves or coffee grounds um, for messages, you know, psychic uh, readings, basically. It's fun. You know, fortune telling is always super fun. At least it's fun for me. And I had a 69 in my coffee cup. It literally was perfect. Perfect 69. And then I looked at it again and I'm like, and I thought it was like the sign of Pisces or something. I'm like, that's weird. I should probably call my daughter. She's a Pisces. You know, maybe it's a you know, message for her. And uh, then I looked and it wasn't. It was a six and a six. And I, I started looking around for the third six. I'm like, maybe it's time for me to call Lucifer. <laughs> He's my brother. He is an incarnate. He, The devil himself is incarnate in human form right now. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. And he did go down to Georgia, and that's where he lives right now. <laughs> Literally. Uh, I'm like, maybe I need to call Lucy. Maybe he needs me. I don't know. I mean, he's he's going back to God. At least that's what he says. He's done. He's done. He's done perpetuating evil. He's not evil himself. But he likes to needle people and get them into that mindset of, you know, their deepest desires. If you've ever seen Lucifer, the TV show, it's just the way he is in real life, too. (laughs) It's a pretty accurate show. Um, So, yeah, so anyway... um, 
anyway, I had a six and a six in my coffee cup. I'm like, this is really weird. I'm going to have to look up the angel numbers. You can, there's any number of websites now that have them. There's a little booklet that's pink that you can go buy at the store or on Amazon. Or you could just get download a free app, Angel Numbers app, which I highly recommend the purple and pink one. Although there's several in case you don't like that color, you know. But the messages are pretty good on it. And um, 69 coming up twice. It makes me think that that's also an angel number. Any number, by the way, that you keep seeing that keeps coming to you that's in your energy field over and over and over again, even if it's not three of the same number in a row. I mean, it could be, you know, 238. That might come over and over and over again. Well, if it does, you need to look it up and see what it means. That's your angel number. So I just wanted to mention that. Anyway, so both of those places were 69 hertz frequency. And last but not least, <coughs> excuse me, um, Hulului, South Africa. <clears throat> Ooh, I got to say that again. Hulului. <laughs> My voice went what, really high up there for a minute. It sounded like Mickey Mouse. <laughs> oh, no. Channeling Mickey Mouse. <laughs> I was crazy. All right. Um... <laughs> So 157 hertz frequency is where Hulului was at. So that's pretty crazy. I mean, that's that's big. Definitely in the fifth dimension. I would like to know what's up with Hulului. I should I should check it out. Maybe there's something um, to it. So my cat is absolutely sleepy today. She's been asleep on top of the table <laughs> she never sleeps you know in any of the beds or anything I bought her she always just has to sleep like a hobo on a plastic bag <laughs> on the table <laughs> she just opened her eyes and looked at me it gave me a look and then put her head back down <laughs> I know she, I'm just teasing her but she's it's like why are you sleeping on a plastic bag I don't know why she likes it. Maybe it reflects the heat back to her or something. <laughs> she really, she has a thing for plastic bags. It's very odd. She's always covering her food and her water up when she's done eating or drinking with plastic bags that she hides. And, and she's always sleeping on plastic bags. She's just like drags them to the table. Or if I have one on the table, she'll just go inside it and sleep or on top of it and sleep. I don't know why she does what she does. She's such a weirdo. I went into the bathroom today without her (laughs) and shut the door and she climbed the door and just hung there on the window trying to see in. (laughs) It's like the door. It's like the the bathroom doors here are like um, they're frosted glass. You can't see in, but the light can still come in. And she's so strange. But, you know, an update on the poo flinging incident, which thank God she hasn't done anything like that again. I got um, all of her old litter box, everything completely fixed, cleaned. And I put brand new litter and she's happy. So happy. I'm so happy. This new litter does not track all over the house, which was driving me crazy. So zeolite litter is crappy. Don't use it. It, It's like, it's like the sand on the beaches in Florida. 
I mean, like sugar. It, it was like the, the consistency of like almost like powdered sugar. It was really weird. It was the, so the cat is happy. That's why she's not meowing her head off today. <laughs> Anyway, I'm going to take a quick break. You guys going to hear a little teeny tiny musical interlude. And maybe I'll throw in an extra musical interlude just for fun. And when we come back, we're going to do the Earth Changes Report and the Weekly Weird World News. But before we do that, ooh, I just looked. It was 5533. Ooh, there you go. Two more angel numbers. When those numbers start to align, you know, that means that everything... And your life is getting ready to fall into place. Just wanted to bring that up. That's pretty cool. So, all right. Um, we have had 125 listens to this podcast since it started. And it just, the counter turned over to 125,000. Just like, I don't know, sometime between yesterday and today. And I could not have done this without you guys, my listeners. So I wanted to say thank you so much for listening and continuing to tune in and telling people about the show. Hopefully I will get my sponsors back at some point or other sponsors. Maybe I'll just get my own sponsors. I still, I'm still trying to do that. But, um, anyway, I wanted to say thank you for, um, just for being here and for listening and and being a part of the show. And also thank you for being on the spiritual journey with me. I'm really grateful for all of that. So it's a little bit of a celebration for me. 125,000 listens. Ooh, baby. (laughs) So I'm not famous yet, but that's a damn good start. So thank you guys. And also, by the way, thank you for making us the number one. Usually I'm competing, you know, with a few others, but we're definitely in the top five of all metaphysical podcasts in the world. And I have, um, for most, most of the time I'm in the number one position when I go to feed spot or blog spot and they have, um, you know, like the top metaphysical podcast in the world. Usually I'm in the top position and I'm only there because of you guys. So thank you so much for your continued um, and loyal support. I really, really appreciate it. All right, I'm going to take a quick break. And when I come back, (laughs) Earth Changes Report and the weekly Weird World News right after this. guys so basically 
I started the Earth Changes Report because I wanted to let you guys know what's happening on the planet in uh, geological um, terms. And storm, you know, uh, storms and volcanoes, earthquakes, all that sort of thing. Because when I started it, the politics were taking over all of the news. There was nothing except for that, <laughs> you know, and while that was big news, um, we just weren't hearing about volcanoes going off all over the planet, <laughs> you know, and you don't hear about the floods and the tsunamis. You just, you know, all we could hear about was, you know, certain people that are not to be named anymore because they're not even on Twitter anymore. <laughs> so, uh, basically, so I started it for that reason. And also for the reason of, um, cultivating love and compassion for others. You know, um, a lot of horrible things have been going on. Um, you know, and, and people are hurting people are, losing, uh, members of their community and their families. And, you know, I think it's important for us, you know, to pray and send love and light to our human family. And, um, one of you from New York city has, or at least from New York, I don't know if you're from New York, the state or, or the city, but anyway, has written me and said that he's starting Reiki he's gained his degree in Reiki. I think that's pretty cool. So, um, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> and, um, so if you do Reiki or in energy healing or anything, or just want to simply just imagine love and light in these places, I think it's important, you know, this is our greater human family. And even though we don't know the people that this is happening to, they're people just like you and me and they deserve love and attention the way that we do and they are enough also even if they're living in a third world nation you know or they're super poor and they live in a mud hut or a grass shack it doesn't matter because they're every bit as loved by God as you and me and I put my cat she woke up and she was covering her face with her paw because the light overhead was bothering her. So I put the bandana on top of her, the pink and blue one that she likes. And she started purring so loud because she was so happy. And right when I said that you and me, that we're both loved, she lifted her head and looked at me from, <laughs> from underneath this bandana. And it was the cutest look anyway. <laughs> I just had to share that with you guys because she might start meowing any minute. She's been meowing in a very chirpy, sing-songy voice, and she's been very vocal in the afternoon. Um, she's been saying, I love you, and hello. Like, she was saying, hello, mom, today. I was, like, really blown away by that. <laughs> Animals are evolving all over the planet. Oh, my God. <laughs> Cats are speaking human language. Monkeys are using more tools. I mean, it's getting really wild out there. <laughs> All right. Um, 
by the way, if you do not already love with a pure heart, everybody on the planet, then your 11th chakra cannot open. This is a chakra that's like a platform that's below our feet that we stand upon it. And it opens only if we love everybody. You don't have to like what they do. You don't have to invite them over for Thanksgiving dinner. (laughs) You don't have to um, agree with their politics or their policies. You know, even if they're racist bastards, we don't have to know them personally, but we do have to love them. And the more we love people, the more people begin to love themselves and eventually they learn to love others. And when that happens, then things like sexism and racism and all the other isms that are out there, um, scattered about, um, they go away. You know, when we all love each other and we all love ourselves, all that other crap goes away. So that's one, another reason why I do this earth changes report. So let's get into it. Watchers.news is where I go because she does a pretty good job of adding these articles. So I'm just going to read you the headlines though, because the articles are pretty long. So, all right. On the 1st of March, this was the headline, 7th Spectacular Paroxysm at Etna Volcano that produces heavy ashfall in Italy. So that's what's going on in Italy. or It's been going on. I think it's still going on now, a week later. So, Tropical cyclone developing near the coast of Queensland, Australia. They've probably already gotten that. Let's send um, purified air, the energy of pure air, breathable air to Italy, to Italians near the Etna volcano. And let's send sunshine and love towards Australia. Let's also send love to Italy, of course. But to Queensland, let's send them um, some love and light and sunshine because it looks like they're in for some stormy weather. The Atlantic Meridional Overturning Circulation at its weakest in more than a thousand years. Well, that sounds like something big. I don't know what the hell that means, though. (laughs) Do you guys know what the AMOC is? A-M-O-C? The Atlantic Meridional Overturning Circulation at its weakest in more than a thousand years. So I I don't know what that even means. It's in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean, according to this picture. I think it's the uh, mid-Atlantic line. It's, It's... there's not an actual line in the ocean, but there's, um, you know, like the midpoint and I don't know what that means. Overturning circulation. I don't, I kind of don't really know what that means. A muck. Let's just say it's running amok. <laughs> a muck, a muck, a muck. And let's move on. <laughs> um, major eruption at Cinnabung volcano produces large pyroclastic flows with ash up to 40,000 feet. Holy shit. 
holy moly cinnabung that's i think it's in indonesia they don't say here but okay so i don't know what to do about the amok but this volcano is running amok let's send them clear purified air to breathe throughout all of asia because that is going to affect all of the asian countries okay i mean cinnabung i think is it philippines it might be philippines so let's just send clear air to indonesia bali philippines thailand cambodia vietnam and china japan too korea korea probably is not being affected by this but still <clears throat> i got friends in korea i love them they're really awesome people all right uh eighth paroxysm starts at etna volcano with very strong ash emissions in italy so again with this uh, purified air to italy which we've already done uh, deadly snowfall oh my god south korea are you kidding me deadly snowfall leaves 94 people injured and hundreds of cars trapped in south korea so you know i was just mentioning korea damn it i was hoping we didn't have to even though let's just in general pray for them but i don't all right, so let's send them sunshine and love because that is absolutely ridiculous. And now the cat is perching on my shoulder like a parrot. And she kept her little blanket I gave her on top of her. <laughs> she walked all gingerly so she could keep her banky on her. Oh, so cute. <laughs> I love you, girl. She's very sleepy right now. I think because she's been eating so much, I think she's growing. All right, now she's... I said eating, and now she's looking around on the countertop for... I gave her a couple pieces of mozzarella cheese. She loves that. Little itty-bitty pieces. (laughs) I had to have guacamole today, and I made my guacamole, and then I had to have it on a... um, Oh, a quesadilla, because that's excellent. And so here, um, she's happy about that. You know, when I make guacamole, she does not like that, obviously. But it always comes with cheese. (laughs) So she's like, oh, I want a piece of cheese. And Miss Pris got me to fry her some tilapia in a pan today. When it's cold, particularly cold outside, I give her a warm meal and she appreciates that. (laughs) All right. Um, All right, here we go. So let's send uh, sunshine and love to South Korea. And let's... Uh, The people that got injured, my God, let's send them healing, fast healing, and also for their families, you know, to, you know, feel um, relaxed and okay, you know, that everyone's, no one died, you know, they were only injured, so let's send them love and light and sunshine and warmth energy. In Morocco, severe flooding damages roads and hundreds of houses. Oh my gosh. Well, let's give them a lot of love and light and sunshine as well. So South Korea and uh, Northern Morocco. Uh, Morocco, if you don't know, is... uh, Oh, it's the top part of Africa over to the left. It's a Muslim country. And all the countries across the top. And if you uh, look on a map of Europe and Spain, there's like a little tiny... Straits of Gibraltar that goes from uh, Spain, just you could take a little fishing boat right over to Morocco 
and it's something I've wanted to do for years. I wanted to do the Camino and then treat myself by going on a little fishing boat across the Straits of Gibraltar to Morocco. And I just wanted to go and relax because they've got fabulous spas. (laughs) And plus it is a Muslim country, so I would find a lot of cool trinkets and Muslim-related things such as a really kick-ass rug to say my prayers on and whatever so that was always my goal and my dream you know years ago but I didn't do it I don't pray on a rug anymore God told me I don't have to all right I do pray constantly though he never told me to stop praying so (laughs) that was the key so all right the next one is very interesting and I did hear about this um from a couple different sources today actually They're quite concerned, I guess, in Reykjanes Peninsula in Iceland since February 24th. That's not that long ago, guys. Um, That's like nine days. They have had 15,000 earthquakes in nine days. Now, I don't think that anyone is near living near this, but when this baby goes off, I mean, this is a volcano, it's a volcanic area in the Reykjanes Peninsula. They're pretty certain that they're going to have a pretty big eruption over in Iceland. So I don't know what to do about that. Maybe send them calming energy or a clear air or a clear head so they get the fuck away from this in time because it's going to go off in a big way. It just, I mean, 15,000 earthquakes, that's a lot. That's a lot. I'd have to say that's 14,999 too many. (laughs) Just, it's just too much. Now today, um, oh no, this was a few days ago. Now today there's a new one. But um, on the 3rd of March, just a couple days ago, asteroid 2021 EA flew past Earth at 0.24 lunar distance. Woo! One-fourth of the way between here and the moon. Wow, well, thank God it flew past. I mean, if it had actually made impact, I might not be here to read this to you all. So, I'm all glad it's gone. (laughs) Bye! Uh, Strong and shallow uh, 6.3 earthquake hits Thessaly in Greece. So, 6.3. And if it's shallow, you know, that uh, does a lot more damage. And somebody just said, sent me something. Uh, there was a 7.1 earthquake uh, in the North Island, and hundreds of people, hundreds of thousands of people, I think they said, had to evacuate. Because 7.1, that's massive. That's massive. I was in a 6.8 that... Uh, I was in a 7.2 when I was a kid. So, I mean, that's scary as hell. I mean, your house is doing a dance at that point. You know, your house is doing the wave. You don't have to do the wave. Your house is doing it for you. It's, it's crazy. That kind of, um, earthquake is just so devastating. And so let's send love and light to Greece right now. Um, that's bad. I don't, you know, let's send, um, calm and love energy also that that's got to be hard to live through something like that you know 
when I was a kid, I was in a 7.2, but I lived in the north. I lived on top of the epicenter of the Northridge quake. I was maybe half a block from the epicenter. (laughs) That was pretty damn scary, just to be honest with you. That was, um, I think they said it was like a 6.8 and they downgraded it maybe. Or maybe it's like a 7.2 and they downgrade to 6.8. I, I can't remember now. Maybe they said it was a 6.7 at the end, but that was a that was a massive quake. It went up and down. Most earthquakes shake or, or do a rolling motion. And that one that was crazy because it went straight up and down. And so I think the force and the impact of it was harder than um what they were saying, because their instruments don't measure up and down motion. And my friend who's a geologist actually, um, I think he probably started to work. He, he, I know he contacted them and he was going to work with them to the national Ge- geological society to create an instrument that would measure the up and down motion of an earthquake. Cause that kind of impact is so forceful. So I don't know what happened here in Greece, what that was, but, um, you know, like what exactly they had, but that's, that's always a pretty big deal. I mean, when you have 6.8 and then you have a 6.9, the 6.9 is 10 times stronger than the 6.8. And when you have a seven, that's 10 times stronger than the 6.9. So every point of a degree up is 10 times greater. So that's a pretty big fucking earthquake they just had in Greece. So let's, let's just send them a lot of love guys. Uh, sudden increase in seismic tremor southwest of of Kalir in Reykjanes Peninsula in Iceland. So even more uh, deeper, stronger tremors in Iceland. I don't think anything has happened. This is now reported like a couple days ago. But I mean, over the weekend, something might happen. I don't know. Oh, in Guatemala. Ugh. Oh my God, again with Guatemala. Increased eruptive activity at Pacaya volcano and heavy ashfall reported in Guatemala. I feel bad, guys. You know, I lived there for nine months and I, every day for like six months, just stared and stared and stared at Pacaya going, go off, go off, go off. As I was so excited to be looking at a volcano every day and I wanted so badly to see just a little bit of a lava flow, just n- not a lot, not a lot of ash, just a little bit of like the lava going down the side. And I saw some a little bit, but not to my satisfaction. And the kids and I would sit and hope every day for it. And I mean, was this a delayed prayer? Cause it's going off all the time now. And I feel bad. I hope to God that I didn't, put any energy into this actually happening because this is really affecting a lot of people. People in Guatemala are not, not rich, not by a long shot. They don't have a lot going on over there, you know, as far as being able to support a disaster. You know, most people make about a dollar a day and they are struggling. You know, I just, my love goes to the people of Guatemala and, you know, they managed to be so happy in spite of that, you know, um, Maya, um, the Mayan people, they came up with that, that word Maya, it means illusion. 
you know, they laugh at everything because everything's an illusion over there. You know, they know it. <laughs> you can live or die. It doesn't matter. Nothing matters. It's all an illusion. So it's, it's they have a happy-go-lucky attitude over there, which I appreciated. Um, but anyway, yeah, increased eruptive vol- activity at Pacaya Volcano and heavy ashfall. So, yeah, let's send love and light and I guess clear air, energy of pure breathing air to the people of Guatemala. Now, the weekly volcanic activity report, let's see. I'm going to go and see how many volcanoes are going off. Where are we? Um, Let's see where we at. Where we at in this. So, uh, there's brand new activity unrest for six volcanoes. And during the same period, ongoing activities reported for 16 volcanoes. I'm going to quickly look. Yeah, they did include Sangay. Yeah, that's definitely going off. I'm so happy, though, you guys. We've been having tons and tons of rain. And even though it is causing floods, it is taking all the volcanic ash out of the air, which, well, it helps me. I don't have to dust my house as often. (laughs) It's a selfish thing to say that, but, oh, my God, it's just so much to dust so much, like, every day. Like, all dust, and an hour later, there's more ash. It's like, oh, my God, it just doesn't stop coming. And I don't see it. It's so particulate matter. It's, like, so fine that you can't see it when it's happening. And then all of a sudden, there's dust everywhere. It's like, damn. So, okay, so the new activity is Etna Klyuchevskoy in Russia, Krusuvik in Iceland, and... Kuchinoriya Bujima. Okay, let's just say the one in Japan. <laughs> Pakaya in Guatemala and Sinabung is in Indonesia. Oh, I knew we were going to figure that one out. Okay. And the ongoing activities, and I'm just going to say the countries, Japan, Indonesia, Russia, Indonesia again, and in Mount Kilauea in Hawaii, and in Japan, Indonesia, 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 what is up with the Indonesian volcanoes? Like, damn. And Sangay in Ecuador. Woo! Love when we get mentioned. That that volcano's been going off since 1934. <laughs> Nonstop. That's why they call it the giver. Uh, Santa Maria has been going off in Guatemala. Oh, really? Where is Santa Maria? I think that might be on the lake. i got to look it up. I've seen almost all of, there's a lot of volcanoes. There's a lot of volcanoes here in Ecuador as well. And I'm near the Sangay, the one that's always going off. Um, Shevaluk in Russia. And then we've got uh, St. Vincent and then the Ryukyu Islands in Japan. So 16 plus 6 is uh, 22. So it's maybe two volcanoes more than is normal so it's not a lot of cause for alarm because it's you know a little bit more than normal but like a few weeks ago we had like 20 what do we have like 27 or 28 going off at any given time I mean not you know like for like a whole week so this you know it's not overly alarming but it is It is what it is, as they say. All right. Um, A friend of mine said, 
he's been staying too long with people from Boston and they have all these stupid sayings that white people say, he says, he's Asian. He says, yeah, they always say, it is what it is. I hate that phrase. (laughs) I'm like, it sounds like you've been stuck in quarantine with these people for a year. (laughs) Because he has. (laughs) It's like, come on, man. You're just like, he's taking it out on all white people. He hates all white people. I'm like, then why are you calling me, dude? (laughs) He's just like, uh, he's a talented screenwriter and he's frustrated because Hollywood has been pretty much closed. And he's just like, man... Is he wants to work with me work wise? I'm like, yay! We'll we'll do projects soon, hopefully. He's in he's he finally got to Mexico. He's making music in Mexico now. All right. So okay, Pinatubo volcano alert raised after there's been 1,722 volcanoes since January 20th in the Philippines. Wow. Well, it's no 15,000, so hey, they're way behind if they want to catch up to the Reykjanes Peninsula in Iceland. But that's still a lie. 1,700 earthquakes? Like, what? Yeah, I I think they might be be in for another volcanic, uh, you know, activity there. Another eruption at Etna Volcano, of course. And this time, the heavy ash went up to 12 kilometers, which is 39,370 feet in the air there in Italy. See, here, Sangay, only the, the volcanic ash here only gets to 20,000 feet in the air. So, wow, that's like double. That's massive. There was a very strong 7.2, as I was saying, earthquake that hit off the east coast of the North Island in New Zealand. I do have a friend there. I should, I God, I can't remember his name at this point, but he and I used to talk all the time. I, I'm like, I'm, I'm going to move to your country. And he's like, oh, in the North Island? I'm all, no, I'm going to the South Island, but I never got there. So, wow, 7.2, that's massive. All right, so love and light and prayers for everybody in New Zealand. And um, like I said, my friend had told me there's like thousands of people that are that were evacuated. So, yeah, let's just, yeah, send them love and light and the energy of calm and co- calm, cool, collected energy. It's what you need when you have an earthquake. Declining discharge of glacier outburst floods in Chile and Patagonia. That was a very awkward sentence to read. So basically a glacier melted and flooded the Chilean Chilean Patagonia. That's really sad that Patagonia is gorgeous. I have never been there. My kids and I have always talked about going there. But we have had friends, we had friends from Germany who had just come from there when we got to Colombia, and they showed us so many pictures for like hours. We just looked at picture after picture after picture of the most marvelous landscapes ever. So someday I definitely want to see that. Um, it's really cool. So I don't think there, no one really lives there though. So we don't need a lot of prayers. Just know that that happened. 
tropical cyclone landfall locations over the western North Pacific. What? Shifting in 100-year intervals. What? Tropical cyclone. I don't remember there ever being a tropical cyclone in the West North Pacific. Uh, It's the first time I've ever really heard about that. So I guess that's just a scientific discovery. If you guys want to read these articles, watchers.news is where you go. The winter season ends with strong winds, rain, and heavy snow in Atlantic area of Canada. Well, that seems normal, actually. But let's send them love and light and lots of sunshine. And the winter is not... It only... It's only ending on the damn calendar. I mean, it's still happening. It's so cold up there right now. Let's send them a lot of sunshine and warmth energy. Powerful earthquakes, including an 8.1 magnitude. Holy moly. And a 7.4 magnitude and a 6.1 hit the Kermatic Islands. And there has been a tsunami warning issued. Yes, and by the way, today there was a 7.1. And so this this information, 7.2 in New New Zealand, there was a 7.1 today and there is a tsunami warning issued. But I don't know which direction it's going, like who's going to be hit with it. I know in Lima, Peru, when they got hit by the tsunami, it was because of an earthquake that happened in Japan. So my friend was there. He was like laughing. My, my ex-boyfriend, he's like laughing about it. He's like, oh, it was really great. <laughs> Nothing exciting never happens around here. I'm like, it was a freaking tsunami. Weren't you scared? He's like, it was a little scary. Yeah. I'm like, how high did the water get? He's like four feet. I'm like, oh, it's, but, but what was really scary is it was four feet above like the freaking cliffs. <laughs> You know, or something like, I mean, it flooded the whole city. I mean, that's with seawater. That's crazy. That was exciting for them, though. They never, ever get rain. When I was there, it misted. And it was like what felt like um, it was heavy mist and it felt like rain droplets one time in a year and a half. And people were freaking out like they couldn't drive. People were like the cars were sliding all over the roads. They couldn't even drive in mist because they're not used to any kind of moisture in the air. It's desert. <laughs> yeah, Lima is a really weird place. It's, that's probably why there's so much crime there. They need rain to calm people's heads down. <laughs> I think that's what rain does. It kind of clears energy away. And that tsunami, he, he acted like it was the most exciting thing ever. He was like, oh, yeah, it was great. He's laughing about it. He was like, we had a tsunami. Like, it was such a great thing. Oh, my God. And there's, like, tsunami signs all over Lima. Like, this is a tsunami zone. Because now they know. And the signs were new. It's kind of crazy. But, yeah, so the tsunami warnings, I don't know which direction it's going to go. So, you know, if you're on the coast, you better check it out. Uh, the Veniaminoff Volcano. Never heard of it, but apparently it's in Alaska. The alert level has been raised after sensors detect a small explosion 
in Alaska. So in basically in Alaska, the volcano, Veniaminoff, Veniaminoff, maybe that's how you say, I don't know how to say these, some of these things. A cold blast sweeps through northeast. And by the way, I don't think anyone lives there, by the way. I don't know anything about the Kermatic Islands. If there are people there, we should probably send love and light and calm energy. And to Alaska, I don't know. I mean, no one really lives near this, probably. I don't think. I've never, ever heard of it. But just in case, let's send them love and light. Cold blast sweeps through the northeast following the winter storm in the West in the United States. So yeah, they've been having a lot of cold. So let's send them love and light and warm energy. I think Texas, I don't know if Texas is thought out or not. Let's just continue to pray for Texas. It's not even on this list. I don't know why I shouldn't put on the list. Cause that was big news, big, big, big news. You know, snow in Texas is big news. <laughs> Um, severe tropical cyclone Neron heading towards New Caledonia. So let's send the sunshine, love and light. That was from today. Severe flooding damages hundreds of buildings and strands. 14,000 people in Paiura, Peru. Oh my God. That's, this is, see, it doesn't even talk about what's going on here in I mean, like we've got a whole freaking mountain slid off into the highway and blocked us off from basically going to Quito. I mean, you know, Quito is 10 hours away from here, but that's like the main road through Cajas National Park here in Ecuador. I mean, we've been having massive floods and this, this river behind my house is racing as fast and there's like an angry energy to it. I looked out the outside this morning, like, oh, look at the pretty, oh my God, it's an angry rushing river. It's like the uh, spirits, the water spirits of the river. Usually they'll talk to me and sometimes they'll go, we don't like this color. We want to be a prettier color, you know, or we'll be, you know, like not this river. That's a Tom and Bama. They, you know, some of the water, the river um, spirits, sometimes they get upset when there's a lot of debris in the river. Cause that's not normally how they look. Right. And the Tomabama is be always told, oh, you're so beautiful. It's such a beautiful river. And here in Ecuador, there's one day, oh, oh, it's actually coming up, where all the Native Americans get together, all the indigenous tribes, and they sing to the rivers to keep the energy pure. And to keep the, that's one reason why I wanted to live in Ecuador. I wanted to participate in this. I should find out when that, I, I have a few friends I could ask. But they they sing to the rivers. There's certain songs that you can sing, and it's around Earth Day. Maybe it's actually before Earth Day, and you just sing to the river ways, all the waterways. There's probably indigenous people at the ocean singing at the ocean, you know. And the energy and the vibration of their song purifies energetically the the rivers. So it's one one reason why I really love Ecuador's cool. I mean, nature has rights. And people sing to rivers here. It's like, it's a perfect country for me. They serve popcorn as an appetizer. (laughs) It's a weird country, but it's like perfect for me. It's like, it's like shit I do anyway in my normal life. I just, I I like, I went to Lake Tahoe and talked to the lake. I mean, this is how I do. I'm a shaman. It's weird stuff that we do, but... 
I don't know. Listen, love and light. Lots of sunshine to Peru. Um, Payura. I've been through there. It's all desert, you know, and like when they get, when they do get, but they do in the northern part of Peru, they do get a lot of rain. And my friend where he lives, I should, I should write to him and see if he's okay. My, um, my daughter's ex-boyfriend, he wants, he's madly in love with her and still wants to marry her. He calls me his, his suegra, basically mother-in-law. <laughs> he still tells people I'm his mother-in-law. It's crazy. But, um, he just opened up a restaurant in Northern Peru, not too far from Mancora. Mancora is gorgeous. It's right on the ocean. God, it's a really beautiful little town. Cool people too. But man, 14,000 people are stranded. It's, it's like they get flash floods. There is what it is. It's like, um, yeah. All right. I thought we were done. Let's see. Um, and then it goes back down to the 1st of March. So I don't know. We already went through these things. I guess we're done, guys. That's cool. All right, I'm going to pause this for a minute while I go. Actually, I don't have to pause it too, too much. Let's see. I wrote down things that have been weird. Um, yeah, I didn't I didn't write. I, I just wrote things like Pet Cemetery. What? Oh, right. Okay. Well, let's start with this one. There's a space-time crystal video you might want to go check out. This is the first video of space-time crystals changing the energy around them. There, It's like white, and then it changes to, to black, and then changes back to white. It's really weird. I don't... This is really... It's just, it's like the world is weirder than it's ever been. (laughs) Do you guys agree with that statement? The world is weirder than it has ever been. So this crystal time, it's a space time crystal, a time crystal, like an actual crystal that you could, that slows or speeds up time if you get closer to it or not. And I, and they're saying that this is going to be how we time travel by the way, which I, we already have time travel. It's just secret. And now, so now they have to come up with some damn excuse of, Oh, look, we just discovered a time crystal yesterday. And then in two years, we're all going to be blipping across the planet, you know, back and forth in time, you know, just watch. It's going to be like that. They already have the technology. I'm certain of it. So I like literally, I, this is, I thought I would be able to know this, everything that's going on from my little list. And my list literally says, <laughs> it says space, time, crystals, pet cemetery, black holes, warp drive <laughs> and 18,000 eruptions in Iceland. Oh yeah. By the way. Yeah. I, I knew she wasn't going to have the right, the up to date. So a couple days ago is 15,000. Now it's been 18,000 um, eruptions in Iceland, but not eruptions of like earthquakes and tremors in Iceland, 18,000 now. Um, yeah, I like, I need to like, look these things up because I looked up mass extinction. It it just says mass extinction. I'm like, wait a minute. They think that one, I know what it is. They think that the Neanderthals were wiped out for the most part, even though there are many people walking around today that do have Neanderthal um, DNA or mixed 
DNA. Um, and Neanderthals were very intelligent, actually, and they have very gentle and sweet societies, and they actually even buried their dead with flowers and herbs. So they had consciousness more than, you know, people go, oh, you Neanderthal, you know, it's not really an insult because Neanderthals were more advanced than the other hominids at the time, you know, just for the record. But, you know, it's, it's like, you know, since the maybe forties or something, it's been like an insult and it's kind of an erroneous one, but, um, the pet cemetery comment that I wrote my little shorthand here, pet cemetery. They found the largest pet cemetery of dogs and cats mummified in Egypt recently. It's a brand new discovery. Archaeologists discovered. So I thought that was kind of weird. I wanted to, (laughs) it's definitely weird news. Mm, There's been a lot of information. There's two black holes are getting ready to, to collide. So I'm going to look that up in a minute. It's very, very weird. But also they've discovered what a black hole is. And it's not what we've been thinking. So there's that. Um, In warp drive, I think that scientists are getting closer and closer to making a warp drive, which is good because that means now we can start, you know, traipsing across the universe. But the secret space program has been doing that for many, many decades already. But now they have to come up with all these articles that prove, oh, look, we just found this now. It's like, oh, really? But the secret space program had it 50, 60, 80 years ago. But okay. (laughs) I don't believe it when they say that. I just, it's like, I hear these scientific articles. I'm like, eh, well, yeah, but. But they believe that the mass extinction of the Neanderthals was caused by, and all the other, and most, it wiped out almost all the species on Earth. And what happened was the flip of the magnetic poles. And it looks like it's going to happen again. I mean, I don't think any day. It's not going to happen by next Tuesday. But I feel like it's possible in our lifetime it's going to happen. And we might not have a lifetime after that, maybe. I don't know. Or maybe we will. Maybe we'll figure it out. Like what maybe we'll use maybe we'll use these, you know, space-time crystals <laughs> to go ahead in the future where the magnetic poles are not flip-floppy. Flippin' floppin'. You know, maybe. Just maybe. Um, and I wrote, oh yeah, oh yeah, guess what? In 2014. We had a space hurricane. Now, scientists finally released the evidence of this. They showed the picture. It's all over the internet. Go look it up. This thing is freaking wild. We now have space hurricanes. Not hurricanes out to sea or touching upon the land, but rather we're like being attacked by, you know, plasma and cosmic radiation and solar wind streams and yada 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 and now it's touching down as an actual hurricane in the north pole and they're calling them space 
hurricanes. It's not enough that we have killer bees, murder hornets, <laughs> um, you know, alligator death rolls. I mean, it's not enough that we have these horrible, scary ass things in the world. Massive crocodiles, seafaring 60 foot crocodiles. It's not enough that we have these things in the world. <laughs> we also have to have, you know, things coming at us from outside of our planet. You know, not just the sun belching at us and hurling pieces of itself at us. I'm going to take off my arm and beat you with it. That's what the sun says to us. (laughs) But now we have space hurricanes. And you could go check it out if you haven't already online. It came out a few days ago. I'm like, oh my God, space hurricanes. Um, So... A bunch, according to MIT Tech, a lot of um, scientists have been able to unravel a message that was given back, I think they said it was the 1970s, about um, engineering components um, from an extraterrestrial source was given to them, and they've now unraveled all of the information so that we have the ability to create extraterrestrial craft and space farin <laughs> and space farin craft vehicles. So that was a brand new thing that just came out. It's like, oh, and look, now we have the ability to have, you know, whereas what, two, three years ago, You're crazy to believe in UFOs. You're crazy to believe in extraterrestrials. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, look, we have these crystals where we could jump from time, you know, into the future or into the past. And oh, look, now we've unraveled the mystery of how to make a spacecraft. Oh, look, there's extraterrestrials. (laughs) Oh, look, UFOs are real and they exist. The disclosure is coming fast and furious more and more every day every month, every year. And I think that we're getting ready for one of two things. Either the Pleiadians are going to come down and they're going to be with us and, hey, brother, brother, what's up? Guess what? (laughs) We're here and we're going to give you replicators and you need to pay your rent? Just replicate it. Need to eat a steak? Just replicate it. That's going to be awesome, guys. Oh, I'm going to replicate some kick-ass jewelry just because I can. <laughs> I definitely want a replicator. Oh, did my replicator cost too much in electricity? Hold on a minute. Let me replicate money to pay for my bill. Woo! <laughs> so something like that might happen. And also there might be a false flag event. Possibly. You know, some people are speculating there might be an alien invasion, but I also know that the Galactic Federation of Light and some of the other, um, I don't know, extraterrestrial councils or whatever, they won't allow it. They won't allow it. They haven't allowed it. They've dismantled and disarmed. There have been UFOs seen around a lot of different, um, you know, when missiles are taken off, all of a sudden they don't work. They, they're defunct or, um, nuclear plants, you know, any kind of accident 
there's always UFOs around it and it's a lot less than it could have been. You know, there, there are little, I can't say big brothers cause they're quite little. Our little brothers are actually watching out for us. It's pretty cool. Anyway. Um, I wrote the word cephalopod and now I don't know why. So this is not working out. I'm going to, I'm like, I'm going to look at my own. And now I can't remember. Why did I write cephalopod? I thought for sure. It was so exciting when I read the article. Now I'm like, what does cephalopod mean? Why did I write that? Um, the next thing, heartbeat of earth double. Um, apparently they discovered through, I don't know. It's the heartbeat of earth. There is a heartbeat that the earth has, but they just discovered it's like a double heartbeat. And it's the way that the magnetosphere or the magnet, um, yeah, I guess it's magnetosphere, the way that it is shaped around the earth, they discovered it's putting out, it's emitting a frequency or a sound that you can hear from space. And it's a double heartbeat. Guess what? Like ours. Boom, 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 boom. That's pretty damn cool, right? So I did remember that one. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm looking at this. So there's a couple things with black holes and something to do with cephalopods. So I need to pause this for a minute and look it up. And then we'll go see if there's any other weird news out there. Ah, uh, yes. A cuttlefish has passed the marshmallow test. <laughs> okay. So they have discovered, scientists have discovered that the marshmallow test has been passed by dogs and corvids. And if you don't know corvid is, it's a raven or a crow. Probably they worked with ravens. So yeah. Um, what is a marshmallow test? It's, they started this, uh, basically with little kids, uh, they would, they would, uh, do this with different age kids to see at what age do humans have the ability to future plan and delay gratification. So they would give a kid a marshmallow and say, if you can wait 15 minutes, I'm going to give you a second marshmallow and you can eat the first and the second one together. But during the next 15 minutes, if you eat the first marshmallow, you do not get a second marshmallow. So a cuttlefish has passed the delayed gratification or marshmallow test. They learned that if they do not eat the crab meat in the morning, they will get a better meal of shrimp in the evening. And they've passed that test. What? <laughs> a cuttlefish can future plan and delay gratification. What? So yeah, that's that. Um, wow. <laughs> Cuttlefishes are pretty interesting. Their creatures go along the bottom of the ocean and they change color as they glide over the rocks. They're like chameleons you know, can do that also. It's very, very weird. All right. I found some cool headlines from upi.com just so we could round out our weird news today. A goodwill worker found $5,000 left in a donated jacket pocket. 
Ooh, somewhere, somewhere, somewhere there out there, there is a pot dealer going, damn, I donated the wrong jacket. Ooh, damn you short-term memory loss. (laughs) Oh, an 18-year-old in Kansas won $25,000 after purchasing her very first lottery ticket. Wow. Well, you don't have to work or go to college, or she's probably going to pay for college. She looks like a good, a good woman there. As I say, good girl. I almost, you know, almost with the sexist term, but yeah, she's 18. She is a, an adult. Well, I know her parents are going to be like, well, you know, now you got rent. There's an apartment across town. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe not. An escaped kangaroo was captured after two days on the loose in Alabama. You don't hear that very, uh, very often. And an escaped kangaroo in Alabama. Aw, poor baby. All right. Well, I hope that he's okay. Australian runs a marathon in under 17 hours, pulling a 1.6 ton truck. Wow. That's pretty cool. You know, after Jack LaLanne, God rest his soul died. I wondered who was going to pick up the slack and looks like this, uh, Aussie is doing just fine at that. Rhode Island man was reunited with a lost class ring after 47 years. Well, you know, I lost my class ring. So, you know what? That gives me some kind of hope. I hope he gets, uh, I, I hope he's happy getting that back. I, I, I loved having my class ring from high school. I worked my ass off all summer long, making a whopping $3.00. No, I wasn't. I'm lying. $2.65 an hour. <laughs> oh, minimum wage was really shitty back then. Utility workers in Wales found a medieval tunnel while relocating a pole that they had lost. <laughs> what? They found a medieval tunnel. That is pretty cool. That's a neat archaeological find, even if it was accidental. Um... A 15-year-old in Texas landed a 15.32-pound largemouth bass fish. So good for him. It's not really that weird of news. I don't know why they call this odd news. There was a live turtle found inside the stomach of a largemouth bass, speaking of. Not the same one as the one that was just found by the 15-year-old, but that's kind of weird. How can a turtle live through that? That's good. I'm glad that the turtle's fine. Uh, Korean War veterans' letters home were finally returned to the family after 70 years. Wow. Fitbit founder buys Tom Brady a rookie card, or buys the Tom Brady rookie card for $1.3 million. That is kind of odd, isn't it? But hey, yeah, good for Tom Brady. He, man, at his age, he's sexy as hell and winning awards left and right. Um, okay, North Carolina's family, family's rabbit ties the world record with a litter of 24 baby rabbits. I just, wow, that's, that's a lot. Okay, an emu was on the loose. A lot of animal stories this week. Emu was on the loose after escape from a Washington state farm. (laughs) 
Of course it was. And an iguana peeks through a second floor window of a Florida police station. I guess he just wanted to see pigs at work. <laughs> okay. Um, a New York woman found an empty apartment behind her bathroom mirror. Um, a whole apartment or a really tiny apartment for the wee ones. It looks like a little tiny apartment, but I think maybe there was like a blocked off wall. That's crazy. A photo found in a used book was returned to a family decades later. Well, that's pretty cool. I would love to get my old family photos back. That's pretty cool. And a turkey has uh, crashed through the window in a California dentist office. I think the irony here, folks, is that turkeys don't actually have teeth. (laughs) Well, that's as weird as it's going to get this week. It's not too terribly weird, but except for cuttlefish past the marshmallow test. I mean, that just that one, you know, I think I have one more. Let me see. Hold on one more. We'll pull one more out. Yeah, this one was worth it. So the Andromeda galaxy is fast approaching us and will collide eventually with our Milky Way galaxy. It's approaching us, in fact, at 116 kilometers per second, according to Ricardo Chiavi, an astrophysicist at Sapienza University of Rome. This is according to sciencenews.org. So basically our galaxies are going to coalesce into one giant elliptical galaxy called the Milkomedia or Milkomeda. Milky Way galaxy plus Andromeda. They're calling it Milkomeda. I hope to God in 10 billion years, they've come up with a better name. <laughs> That's a terrible name. Uh, so the central black holes of these galaxies will begin orbiting one another and eventually they will finally collide 17 million years later, according to the researchers. And this was a paper published in the Astronomy and Astrophysics um, Journal. So just before the black hole smash into one another, they will radiate gravitational waves with the power of 10 quintillion suns, any civilization within 3.25 million light years from us that has gravitational wave sensing technology on par with our current abilities would be able to detect the collision, according to the researchers. So... That's crazy. So uh, using computer simulations that include gravitational pull of the two spiral galaxies on each other as the possible presence of sparse gas and other material flow between them. I guess that's how they figured it out. So they're trying to figure out how, if you want to check it out, uh, how the collision may, you know, might play out. No one, uh, not, none of us are going to be here by then. My God. I'm sure we'll all be Christ consciousness and beyond this realm of existence by that point. Sciencenews.org, if you want to check that out. That is 
crazy. They were thinking it was going to be 4 billion to 5 billion years, but it's going to be, well, everything will be fully merged by 6 billion years. <laughs> they're calling it, they're trying to figure out the merger date. <laughs> So anyway, oops, went over a little bit <laughs> time-wise there. So yeah, they're just trying to figure out when our galaxies are going to emerge. The merger date, as if it's like a prearranged thing with paperwork. But yeah, it's kind of crazy, right? To think that we're going to merge with the Andromeda galaxy. I mean, I have uh, an episode, if you're brand new to the show and you want to hear something wild probably smoke a lot of weed before you listen to this story, but I had a weird experience where I went and I lived in the Andromeda galaxy for 20 years. And they approached me as I started to fall asleep. They took me in my spirit body and they, I guess they taught me how to create a physical body or they did it for me. I don't know, but I lived among their people for 20 years and learned their lifestyle and their way of life. And I ended up losing, um, all of my notes on this, um, back when I lost, I was in South America and the storage people did not contact me, but yet decided to go ahead and probably sold my stuff on storage wars or something. I don't know, you know, some auction they had and gave away everything I owned. Um, all of the stuff for my kids, everything, it was horrible pictures of my grandparents, but you know, I, I, ETs I'd come across and I drew pictures of them and, um, artwork I'd done and notes and journals over the years of UFO sightings. I had all of my stuff is gone, but including my notes of going to the Andromeda galaxy. So it's kind of cool that their galaxy will merge with ours eventually. Um, I mean, by then probably no one will be living on these planets. seems to me like we're going to be long gone. You know, we'll be something else. We'll be somewhere else. We'll be in another dimension or something. But um, if you want to go hear that wild story, smoke a lot of weed first, like I said. Um, it's in the first season, and I think I named it <clears throat> My Life Among the Andromedans. And very sweet, very loving people. I have channeled them a few times for the show. So... Um, Yeah, they're just, they're very different, very different, very peaceful, very loving society. They have a lot of lessons that they can teach us. So anyway, there's that, that is that. So that concludes the, um, earth changes report and the weekly weird world news for this episode of metaphysical soul speak, the podcast. And here concludes yet another week. We are 35 episodes into this season. I plan to go about 60 episodes and then I'm going to take about a month off and go into season four. I've decided to break down the year into three seasons because this is a lot of work for not being paid for it. (laughs) I mean, I put hours into this show every day in addition to other things. And I'm not, I'm literally, I have zero income since October. So 
I'm living off of savings, which are quickly dwindling. So for those of you who have expressed concern and want to know if you could do anything, you may send a donation. If you want, you could become a sponsor for the show for as little as 99 cents a month, up to $9 and 99 cents through anchor.fm forward slash metaphysical. And if you would like to make a one-time donation instead, you can also do that as well. And some people have pledged um, like a, a bigger amount of money than, you know, $10, $9.99, you know, just through my PayPal, which is uh, mermaidgirl888 at gmail.com. So just like my mermaidgirl888 on Instagram, that's just my personal one. Um, Or if you want to do it officially, you can send me PayPal donations through um, metaphysicalsoulspeak.com at gmail.com. Hopefully by Monday, I'll be able to access. It's been like a year. I've not been able to access my metaphysical soul speak, uh, Gmail account because apparently I can only access it through my uh, laptop, which has been compromised by hackers. It's a whole thing. That's <laughs> I'm still dealing with this uh, all week. I've been, um, transferring files over. I think by Monday, I hopefully should be done. I'm going to just put movies on or TV shows on and you know, Rick and Morty, something that entertains me <laughs> and just transfer the files, transfer the files. It's, this is what my weekend will be like. And hopefully I'll be able to get everything finished in time for Monday. Then I could read to you guys once again, the life and teaching of the masters of the far East which has proved to be a really incredible book. So we're on book two and Monday will be the latest installment of that reading. So there you have it. That's it. I love you guys. I wanted to thank you again for listening. You have made it possible. Not me. I can't listen to myself 125,000 times. (laughs) I don't even listen to myself you know, one time when I'm finished with an episode, I'm pretty much done. I have to go back and listen to make sure it plays, but I don't really, you know, listen to my show much. Although eventually I will. And eventually I'll be turning some of these episodes into books that you can buy on Amazon. And so during my month off, I'll actually be working hopefully on the first installment of books that I plan to write as and release to the public as well as transcripts from the show. I have a lot of projects I'm going to start this year that I'll be going, going ahead with, um, now that I'll have more time because I mean, my first season I had 364 episodes and by the end of that year, I was doing two hours a day, seven days a week, but you know, plus the two to four hours of planning before I actually did the show. So you see how much work goes into this for it's, this is a labor of love. And I'm here doing this because I love you guys and I'm serving humanity, but they always say, do what you love. The money will follow. Well, the money's not following. So I'm going to have to break it down to the seasons and do something else. <laughs> uh, just so that I'm not homeless with a cat. So there you go. There it is. Anyway, I wish you guys love and light. I hope you have a wonderful weekend this weekend and I'll be back on Monday and 
In the meantime, you can DM me on Instagram. I may not look at it this weekend because I'll be busy, but um, I will eventually get back to you. If you have any questions or thoughts or comments, many of you have written to say that suddenly I am really ringing true with things that you've been thinking about and hearing about and everything is lining up. And I love this alignment. We're somehow all gelling together a lot more lately. And I wanted to say thank you for those of you who did comment and let me know that I am touching you in ways that are not inappropriate (laughs) or that are appropriate. (laughs) They're good touches. (laughs) Okay. I just had to get a little weird there, you know, weird news day and all, but I've been touching you in ways that I didn't before. You know, I'm reaching you in ways that have um, been more helpful. So I'm really good. I'm really glad to have that information. So my love to all of you. If my twin flame is listening, I love you too. I will talk to you guys on Monday. In the meantime, make sure that you get plenty of rest and drink a lot of water and be good and kind to yourself because tomorrow we enter into the solar wind stream yet again. And that should last probably on through Monday. So with that, I'm signing off. Actually, first I will tell you, I'll be back again on Monday with all unique and original programming, just like always. (laughs) But until then, I am signing off with peace and joy and the high vibes of the holy fifth dimension. Until next time, guys, peace. Metaphysical Soul Speak is run on sponsors and listener support. This means listeners like you. If you are so inclined to support my efforts and my little podcast, please visit me at anchor.fm forward slash metaphysical and pledge an amount of your choosing today. Thank you.